How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. I have one thing to say. You better work. Three snaps up, Lou. It's the drag queen, George Santos, on the promenade. Remember, for three years, he competed in every conceivable contest to try to become Miss Drag Queen of Rio de Janeiro for the annual Carnival, which is underway. Five million people in the streets of Rio de Janeiro. As men become women, women become men, and everybody else is non-binary. Now, how would I know that? I have guardian angels in Rio. I've been to Rio de Janeiro. People in Brazil work all year towards perfecting their garments, their costumes, their um, their uh, designer floats, all so that they can become a spectacle in the annual carnival. And for three years of George Santos's life, he dedicated it to becoming Miss Rio. Drag queen for the annual carnival event. Three snaps up, Lou. Three snaps up. Because a man who uh, professed that he didn't want attention, that he couldn't stand the heat, appeared with another talking head. Piers Morgan last night, and the Yenta can't stop talking. Listen to how he maligns all local Republicans. This thing was about tricking people. Let, let me finish. It wasn't about tricking the people. This was about getting accepted by the party here local. This was about it being accepted by the party locally, lying to the local Republicans. Could I hear that again, please, uh, Lou? This thing was about tricking people. Let, let me finish. It wasn't about tricking the people. This was about getting accepted by the party here local. It's time for all Republicans to come together and universally, publicly condemn this fake, phony, fraudulent Fugazi who has become the face of the Republican Party. Now, I mean, imagine. Here it is. You have uh, former President Trump announcing he's going to run. We know DeSantis is probably going to do that. Nikki Haley announced. Tim Scott from South Carolina is in Iowa today. Others may jump into the fray. They're not the face of the Republican Party, the person getting all the FaceTime is the drag queen, George Santos. And let me tell you, to all Republicans out there in the 3rd Congressional District, he admitted last night, he actually told the truth, that he had lied to all of you. Let me. Uh, now, I've been in a lot of the neighborhoods, Whitestone in Queens, Port Washington, Glen Cove, Jericho, Hicksville, and Nassau, Old Westbury, Levittown, Roslyn. I'm uh, 
Let's see. Also, let me see. Mashpequa Park, I believe, is in there. Manhasset, Plainview, Kings Park, Dix Hills, Huntington, Great Neck. Basically said he lied to all of you local Republicans to get the nomination and then to run for office. If you don't all come together publicly and denounce him now, you're tied to this devil who will drag you all into hell. Listen, I want you to listen very clearly to the former county executive Democrat in Nassau County, Laura Curran, who explained the strategy the Democrats are going to use against every Republican candidate in Long Island and in Queens coming into this new election cycle. Your thoughts on George Santos? Well, it's a terrible embarrassment for everyone. Uh, politically, it, it, it's, it's going to be tricky for the Republicans in Nassau to navigate that. You know, as we all know, Nassau County is very Republican, even though it has a Democratic advantage in enrollment. The Republican machine is very, very strong. So they've got uh, their local elections coming up. There is a county executive election out in Suffolk this year. Towns, village towns, and uh, the legislature is all up for re-election. So you can see the the GOP Republicans on Long Island in Nassau County dancing away as far as they can from Santos because he is a total liability. There's tons of pictures. I can see the mailers already from all the Democratic candidates. It'll be really interesting to see what this does politically. The mailers are going to flood the mailboxes in Suffolk County, Nassau County, Queens County of every Republican registered to vote. And it will have pictures of prominent Republicans standing side by side with this fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi George Santos, who yesterday decided to say the reason that he lied was because of all of you local Republicans. If you don't cast them into the bowels of hell after this, then you're just handing a victory to the Democrats. And speaking of the Democrats, very cogent, very deliberated. Andrew Giuliani, who was the co-host with Sid Rosenberg this morning, surmised that this may have all come about because Tom Swasey, who left that congressional district, the third congressional district, and a failed run for governor against Kathy Crimewave Holcomb, wants that seat back. Lord, you know politics. You know just how uh, you know how many how many arrows get flung even within the own part, your own party. What do you think yeah. about the theory, the idea that Tom Swazi is the one that had this information on Santos, held it from the Zimmerman from the Zimmerman campaign, and dropped it after he was elected? So, Cogent Andrew was spot on. Spot on. Tom Swazi is waiting. And when eventually George Santos is toppled, uh, and nobody will be able to put him back together like Humpty Dumpty. Nobody will be able to put him all back together. He'll be in jail. He'll be exiled. God knows what. But you know Tom Swazi's going to run as a Democrat to claim that he's saving the district. He's coming back as the favorite son to save the district, and it'll make it virtually impossible for any Republican, no matter who they are, what credibility they may have had in the past, to be able to compete because every question is going to be about George. Damn him, Santos. Wake up, Republicans out there. Wake up. And you should also know that sitting in this room this morning at 7.05, 
as I do every Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, unless I get bumped by John Katz and Matidis on Mondays, and then I got to suck it up and then come in on Tuesday. It was Andrew Giuliani and yours truly with Sid. And Sid was not aware of this, but we relayed this to him that history could have been di- different, Lou, if either I had said yes or Andrew Giuliani had said yes. A number one at the time, as you know, Andrew Giuliani was running for the Republican nomination to become the governor against Lee Zeldin, against Hastorino, and later on, a man named Wilson. And uh, Langworthy, who is the state party chairman, he still is, uh, but won the congressional seat out in western New York, had a private meeting with Andrew, and this is what county chair, excuse me, state chairman always try to do to avoid a bloodbath in primaries is convince some of the candidates maybe to run for other offices. He sat, he tried to convince Andrew to run for that third congressional district, and he would have beaten George Santos in a primary. There's no doubt about it. It would have been uh, Santos versus, excuse me, it would have been uh, Andrew Giuliani versus uh, the uh, Schmendrick, the Pischer, the guy who's always complaining, Zimmerman. And then unbeknownst to me and unbeknownst to Andrew simultaneously, uh, the Nassau County GOP summoned me to have a meeting with them about possibly running in that district uh, right after my mayoral campaign. And I listened intently to all the arguments and I said to them, you know, George Santos did relatively well the last time against uh, Swansea. Uh, why are you looking to swap out? It really didn't answer that. But let's say I had said yes. I would have beaten George Santos, there's no doubt about it, in a Republican primary because it was the North Shore of uh, Long Island and uh, Whitestone, Queens. Imagine how history would have been different. Either one of us could have saved the Republicans from this double disgraziata. But even though I said no and remained here at WABC, my place to be, Tonight, I'm making up for that, Lou. Tonight, history will be made. I will be uh, the keynote speaker at the christening of a brand new Republican club, the Ronald Reagan Republican Club, in the heart of Astoria, Queens. Astoria, Queens is the motherland for the DSA, Democratic Socialists of America. It is the stronghold of AOC, all-out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and her minion and prime supporter, Caban. And recently, they were feeling their strength in the city because they are, are the strongest Democrats in the city. And Caban, who leads the Democratic Socialists in America, issued to every other Democrat, liberal, and progressive out of the 52 members in the city council a loyalty test. And in order to have the support of the DSA in New York City City Council, you had to agree to reduce the size and scope of the NYPD even more than they originally did when they took a billion dollars out of their budget by Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who single-handedly destroyed the city that we love, along with then the City Council uh, Speaker Corey Johnson, they, they they took a billion out. Eric Adams never put any money back in. And you see, you see the, the effect, 34,000 cops when we need 40,000. And so Caban, on the orders of AOC, said strip the police of more money, strip corrections of more money, 
grind them into non-existence. And the moderate Democrats, they're doing nothing. They're not challenging Kaban in a primary. They're not challenging AOC in a primary. They're letting them have their way. And so a number of us have decided we're opening up a brand-new Republican club right into the heart of Astoria, crawling into the belly of the beast that would strip the city of New York of police, of public safety, and strip uh, the city of prisons, a place to put people who have done very bad things, who are a threat to themselves and everyone else. And I've decided we're drawing the line in the sand. No, we're taking the battle to the DSA in the motherland, in their backyard. So for all of you out there who are moderate Democrats, you're the majority. You've allowed these democratic socialists, these ultra-progressives to come in and steal your party. Twice before, before I ran for mayor and after, you had uh, Republicans who decided to help you in the battle against the DSA by giving up their Republican status and becoming rent-direct Democrats. They became Hessians and mercenaries for the moderate Democrats who were unwilling to fight that battle against AOC, Caban, and the Democratic Socialists of America. Well, it didn't work. Two times up, you recruited Republicans to become Democrats. Two times up, you failed in the process of beating back the Democratic Socialists of America, and now they're coming for more. They want to completely destroy the police department, completely destroy corrections. So the way we stop that, you beat them at the ballot. And we're going to run candidates against Caban this year for city council and next year against AOC. And I'm going to reach out to moderate Democrats. I'm going to reach out to the uh, patriarch of moderate Democrats in the city at one time who still has a law firm right there before you hit Ditmars underneath the L on the way there in the heart of Astoria. That's uh, uh, Peter Malone Sr., he was the definition of a moderate Democrat. He has to be crying. It has to hurt his soul to see how the progressives, the DSA, came in and burnt down the moderate Democrat party that he had established. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to him and say, hey, look, Peter, I, I know you're a lifelong Democrat. But that's why it's called the Ronald Reagan Republican Club. Ronald Reagan was successful, became president because he was able to get moderate Republicans to vote for him against Jimmy Carter, who was in hospice as we speak. We've come full circle, ladies and gentlemen. No more rhetoric. It's time to name and shame. It's time to go to war to support the police, to support the correctional officers, and to support public safety and if I have to be the warrior to lead the Republicans into battle to get the moderate Democrats together in coalition, we're going into the motherland where all this nonsense started. Astoria Queen starting tonight. It's the Rip and Read. Talking about featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. 
That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. What we are about to talk about is what became the sixth family of organized crime in New York. Of course, there were the Gambinos, the Genovese, the Bananos, the Columbos, the Lucchese's. And the sixth family is the Cuomo crime family. And all throughout the political life of Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I and his son Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, and uh, there's his son, uh, Fredo, Chris Cuomo, and their wartime consigliere, Joe Pococo. And to all the Cuomoites, they would use almost any means possible to first convince you, bribe you, and then, if necessary, bend your leg, stuff it in your pocket. Oh, how I alerted Sid Rosenberg. Beware. Beware of Scaramucci when he offered to set up a meeting between you and Fredo, Chris Cuomo, just days ago on Sid and Friends. And and I'll I'll state for the record right here, you and Chris Cuomo would actually like each other. (laughs) And uh, you, by the way, I'm going to make, I'm going to tell you what, Gasparino used to light up Governor Cuomo every day in the post, Okay. You know what I did? I took Gasparino and Andrew to the Hunt and Fish Club, okay, and we sat down and had a meal, okay, and now they have a relationship. Notice, just like in The Godfather, when uh, Marlon Brando said, whoever set up this meeting is the traitor, it was Barzini, and in this case, I told Sid, it is Scaramucci. I said this a reason that he's reaching out and acting like Salazzo, the cheech, the zip, slimy, oily, a total degenerate as Scaramucci is. Notice he named his restaurant after the Bergen Hunt Fish and Shoot Human Beings Club of John Gotti Sr. I once it, and now the front page of the New York Post says it all. As the Democrats have joined the Republicans across the aisle and divided Albany, it's very partisan, but not when it comes to changing the name of the Mario Faccia Cuomo Bridge back to its original Tappan Zee Bridge. There is now State Senator James Scoofus, who I've known over the years, and others who are reaching out and saying to the Republicans, we must do this, and it's sort of takes me on a time machine. There was a time when even my mentor, the king of talk radio, Bob Grant, was a friend of Mario Faccia Bruta Como. All right, at WABC, I remember when Mario and I, uh, we were, for want of a better verb, uh, noun, pals. We were, I admit it. I remember when uh, Bob Grant would come on the radio in the afternoons when he was originally at WMCA when he was the big talker. He would talk about having lunch 
with the Corona kid, Mario Cuomo, having dinner because he was living in Forest Hills at the time in a apartment building on Queens Boulevard. And they really did enjoy one another's company. And then all of a sudden, they had a falling out, and Bob described it. That was before he went to the phone booth, did not say Shazam, and came out as Captain Marvel. He said Svachim, and came out as the Svachim. You know, that'd make a good comic strip. The Adventures of the Svachim. And it almost became a comic strip. But what happened was callers individually and autonomously, creatively came up with the Mario Salute and most importantly, the Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo song. And Bob, I haven't heard the Mario song all week. Do you mind if I indulge? Uh, go right ahead, Marty. Mario was in the main. He can run New York State, but all the streets are full of hate. When he comes to town, here is what we say. Mario was in the main to the Oprovian of Sachin. Mario, Mario. To the non-cognoscente, those who did not grow up in an Italian-speaking household, uh, I had the pleasure on my mother's side, Francesca Bares, some of you Calabres, some of you Napolitano, Siciliano, or other parts of Italy. Uh, you probably are aware of the term sfacim. But then Bob Grant, Italian himself, grew up in an Italian household, uh, began to explain the translations for all the non-Italian listeners, of which there were so many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, to the King of Talk Radio locally, Bob Grant. Hey, Mario. Tu sei proprio no Actually, we forgot to say, uh, Mario, listen to me. Translation, Mario, listen to me. You're absolutely a scoundrel. Okay? Translated. Mario, azendame. Tu se probiono sfacim. See, probiono is uh, absolutely. And sfacim, uh, according to scholars, is a scalawag, scoundrel, lowlife. You get it? Okay. Depending on the dialect. And I went even further adding schivosa. Now, I don't know if the FCC is aware what sfacim or schifosa means, according to the various Italian dialects. But certainly a man intently listening on the other end of our FM affiliate, WLIR, which goes into the East End and to the Cuomo compound, which is in Southampton, where Andrew Evilized Cuomo has hit the mattresses and is stirring the marinara sauce, planning his return, his resurrection. He's got a podcast out there he's trying to monetize, and nobody listens to his podcast. Nobody ever bought his two books. And now he's crashed and burned, but he's planning his revenge. He's planning his return, along with uh, his brother Fredo, Chris Cuomo, and his wartime consigliere, Joe Pococo, just released from federal prison. Uh, all three of them and the other Cuomoites are listening intently right now. Because the sins of the father were then staining the oldest son, Andrew Cuomo. 
who has hate in his heart for everyone who ever voted for Pataki and ousted Mario Cuomo, who was on his way to the White House, or even for Andrew Evilize Cuomo, who fell and was destroyed by his own greed, his own desire to have power, and his own desire to perv on women who were working right in the executive office. Remember what he said to all of you out there who took out his father? Are they these extreme conservatives who are right to life, a poor assault weapon, anti-gay? Is that who they are? Because if that's who they are, and if they are the extreme conservatives, they have no place in the state of New York. Because that's not who New Yorkers are. That's not who New Yorkers are. And so many began the exodus that continues today. And recently he condemned Joe Biden. He wanted to sort of once again be considered legitimate in the argument about immigration. He said, oh, Joe is not securing our borders. And I said to myself, wait a second. You led the charge to defang ICE, the Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. And then Fredo, a.k.a. Chris Cuomo, decided that his uh, consigliere towards uh, Sid Rosenberg would be Scaramucci who might as well be like Scalazzo was in The Godfather, right? I mean, come on. Is anybody more of a sleazy individual in the world than Scaramucci? Who put that FTX uh, guy in the business, who had Sam Coin, now Scam Coin, and a whole bunch of other fiscal prospects that have crashed and burned. But anyway, while Chris Fredo Cuomo was sitting down with Scaramucci, he talked about wanting to end it all for himself. And everybody around him. Accepted. I had to accept because I was going to kill everybody, uh, including myself. Things can consume you. Italians are so passionate. And I really had to fight against that because, you know, just like you did, I got too many people counting on me. And then, of course, when he described all the attributes of being an alcoholic, but would not accept the fact that he's a lush and that he's half in the bag. Uh, and my diet can suck. I drink too much. I'm thinking about that, mostly in terms of why I drink too much. And I'm probably what people in the sobriety community would call a normie, but a hard drinker. (laughs) I drink um, often, and I definitely think it's not always for the right reason. I think it's to settle my mind. I think it's to deal with emotions. And I'm not saying I'm an alcoholic. I don't believe in abusing those terms. So remember... Andrew Evilized Cuomo has crashed and burned. Nobody listens to his podcast. He's trying to monetize it. Nobody is paying for it. They wouldn't even listen to it if it were free. And nobody is looking at Chris Cuomo any longer on TV. He's on some cable station that maybe has 40 people at night watching. So what's left? What's left? They've crashed and burned. They have no legacy any longer. They're... They're behind, uh, they've hit the mattresses, and they're stirring the marinara sauce out in Southampton. 
but the legacy of their father that was put on the Tappan Zee Bridge under the cover of darkness, whining, dining, and pocket lining as Andrew was as governor with Republicans and Democrats to do that under the cover of darkness. And now we know why Scaramucci is trying to arrange the sit-down with Sid. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll state for the record right here, you and Chris Cuomo would actually like each other. <laughs> you're, you're and uh, you, and by the way, I'm going to make, I'm going to tell you what, Gasparino used to light up Governor Cuomo every day in the post. Okay. You know what I did? I took Gasparino and Andrew to the Hunt and Fish Club. Okay. And we sat down and had a meal. Okay. And now they have a relationship. This is what the plan is. Scaramucci with Chris Cuomo is going to try to convince Sid, the most listened to talk show host in our tri-state area in the morning, here on the most powerful news talk station in the nation, to lead the effort to block now Democrats and Republicans who have come together in bipartisanship to remove the name from the Tappan Zee Bridge, Governor Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo Bridge and restore it to its original name. Don't let Sid do it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let him do it. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spectacular! Now here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Oi! I was feeling so good this morning at 7.05. I had such knockers sitting with Sid and his co-host, Andrew Giuliani, because Sid had finally seen the light and came back to the family and gave up what seemed to me being a Eric Adams Republican. After months and months and months of defending Mayor Eric Adams, and uh, we've got this really good friendship, which still exists. I still like Eric. I still think, for the most part, his heart's in the right place. He sent out a tweet yesterday that has me so pissed off this morning that I may stop talking to Eric Adams for a couple of weeks. Nakis, Nakis. Oh, I was applauding. I was applauding Sid Rosenberg. Applauding. But, you know, I still come after everybody I'm at war with, as you know. And Sid Rosenberg's friends, all of them, all of them, at one point or another, I'm at war with. And Andrew Giuliani, who I supported for governor, uh, let me tell you something. I outed him in front of his own father yesterday afternoon on the Rudy Giuliani show when I dragged Andrew in here with Rudy and said, your son thinks that Mike Trout is a better ball player 
than Joe DiMaggio ever was. Can I digress for a moment? Because your son has become Beavis to Budhead in the morning. Oh, Sid this is all about Sid, huh? It's all about Well, I mean, you know how this started. And we'll get back on track. Your son stood in this studio and defended Mike Trout being elected the 15th greatest player in Major League Baseball history. Number 16 was Joe DiMaggio. Oh! And I said, what a double disgrace, your father will disown you, Andrew. And Andrew actually made the argument, no, look at his poor stats. Look at his poor stats. Lucky I had those stats put in. You you know in in my living room, in my living room, I have a gigantic jersey. It says number five. He wore it his last year. You heard Rudy say on his show yesterday, right at about 3.35, he's on 3 to 4, Monday through Friday, says, I dragged his son Andrew in. Lucky I had my stents put in, as he was unaware that his son was choosing Mike Trout over Joe DiMaggio. And guess what? Andrew Giuliani was summoned. His dad said, come on over to the house. We're going to have a little discussion about your love of Mike Trout over Joe DiMaggio. But then again, the celebration couldn't be better because not only did Sid Rosenberg rant against Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, in the 6 o'clock hour, but he scored the daily double by railing against him again in the 7 o'clock hour. I like the guy. I want to help the guy. But so far, he has not gotten it done. And this tweet that he sent out yesterday about Ron DeSantis was disgusting. A bunch of lies. At the risk of repetition, I'm still Eric's friend. I still want to help him. But, yes, this was very, very disappointing. Eric Adams should only be half the mayor right now that Ron DeSantis is the governor in the state of Florida. Welcome back to the family. Welcome back to the family. Oh, yes. I would dance the horror. Dance the horror with Sid, yes. Yeah, okay, I would dance man to man, you know, the orthodox style. I was almost ready to kiss him there, you know, big fat wet one, lip lock him. He's back in the family, at least for today. I don't know about tomorrow, but uh, let me tell you something. History will be made tonight. I'll be able to recall it for all of you tomorrow morning, 7.05 with Sid, when I'm normally on Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday, 7.05. We start the war against the DSA, the fight back. I christen the Ronald Reagan Republican Club in Astoria tonight. And we begin the race of a Republican against Capon, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, in our city council who wants to take more money from the police, more money from corrections. And AOC, the leader of the pack. 